Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here with you on this beautiful Football Friday. Freezing cold Football Friday. It is chilly out there. I just scraped the windshield this morning. I have uh, I don't have a car, an electric car starter. Uh, so I have to go outside to start my car. But I, I hate to admit this publicly for some of you, like, super diehard environmentalists. I let my car run for, like, seven, eight minutes. Maybe ten. <laughs> you just walk out, turn it on, and you go back in the yes. house for it? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. That... I'm finished making some breakfast or getting a coffee ready. And... That makes sense. Uh... I, I like to walk out and get into a warm car. I don't want to go into a cold car. I hate cold cars. I usually turn it on, and then I'll do the scraping process. I start it, and then I do my walk around, do my scrape. You scrape your car? I do, yeah. Oh, I let the heater melt. That's how long I'm in the house. I I let the heater okay. melt it all off. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't like it. Mm. I'm always fearful, not that people steal cars in my neighborhood, of like my car is just running in my driveway with the keys in it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fearful of that. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I understand why you'd be fearful of that. Come steal my truck. But I've also, I have to tell myself and remind myself, very fortunate, by the way, saying this, yes. I probably live in one of the safest neighborhoods in America. Look like, at you. And I'm not like right when you get in the neighborhood. you got to go down a little ways, <laughs> down the road, wind and turn. Like, yeah, What are the chances of vagrants walking around at 4 o'clock in the no. morning? Not very hot. I saw one sketch guy one time, and I think he was a houseless person that was, you know, meandering, and he had, like, a bunch of stuff he was hauling. Uh-huh. And I saw him in my neighborhood, and I was like, huh, you don't see that often. <laughs> and he went, excuse me, where's 82nd? That's the only time I ever saw He just wanted to get to 82nd. So. I mean, who doesn't want to get to 82nd? It's the place to be. It is. Yeah, <laughs> That's where everybody goes. That's where all the moves are made. <laughs> I had, I, there's a guy in my neighborhood that lives down the street from me that when we first moved in, that we were walking the dog, and... He came and said hi, and it was one of those neighbors. You're like, I'm so glad this dude is my neighbor. And he was, he came, a big dude, burly, wearing like a leather coat. Like this guy would rip my head off if I crossed him, kind of guy. Just terrifying immediately. And he was like, Yeah, I'm kind of the neighborhood watchman. And they had like, he was like, We got like a group chat. So if anybody sees anything weird, I take care of it. And there was, a, he was like, there was an RV that pulled in and tried to park because that's a thing. People try and park their RVs, and you never know, like, sure. how long they're gonna be there. Is yeah. the city gonna come take care of it? Right. And he's like, yeah, I went down and tapped on the glass with my gun. They pulled out. They left. I was like, okay. Tapped on the glass with his gun. First off, I'm never gonna cross this dude. Never. Second, I'm kind of glad you're my neighbor. This is like a security force. It's right across the street from me. So here's my other point of why I'm not worried. You know who lives literally across the street? The house right across the street. A cop. You're good to go. You know who lives behind me? You're good. A sheriff. Oh, come on. I live in one of those neighborhoods. It's a lot of law enforcement officers laying their heads down for sleep. And I'm like, my, I think my cop neighbor, I think he told me once that he had 10 cameras on his house. I'm like, 
Okay. That's a lot of cameras. That's a lot of cameras. A lot of camera. Keith in a garbage truck said, I'm picking up trash off 82nd right now. I can assure you, not the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every pocket of Portland can, like, improve. Like, wait 15 years and Gresham's going to be, like, a nice city. Like, we're all heading in that direction. But 82nd will never change. 82nd is what it was when I was 5, when I was 15, when I was 25, and now that I'm 34. 82nd has always been the same. You haven't lived in Portland <laughs> until you've gone to 82nd. For hip-hop clothes, talked to a prostitute, Hey-o. been ripped off at one of their car dealerships, of which there are many options there. Many car dealerships. Uh, or just, you know, seen incredibly sketch situations like a guy running out of a 7-Eleven because he just robbed him. <laughs> you haven't lived. You go, man, go! I, I've seen everything, everything I just named, I can check off my list. As a Northeast Portland guy who would sometimes meander over to 82nd, I can tell you I've seen all that. All of it. 80 seconds a scene. I also, I think you have a valid point. Gresham, at some point, it may be Sherwood. I don't know. Oh, we'll gentrify the hell out of it, baby. We're moving on out of city limits. But you're right. 80 second, maybe we don't want it to change. I don't think we do. 80 second gives us a lot of character as a city. It's like our old historic district. You know, people come to Portland. What's Portland like? Ah, drive down 80 second. You'll check it all out. Yeah, it's it's our new, it's our new Chinatown. It's like, <laughs> hey, you got to go check this out. 80 second is just synonymous with a good time. Hong Fat, though, that is a, it's a great grocery store if you want to go get some Asian food. Excuse oh. me? Say that again? Hong Fat. Oh, okay. P-H-A-T. Okay. It's on 80 second. Love it. I'm just, okay. I love the Hong Fat. <sighs> sense your sarcasm as you say it it's your birthday i can't say anything to you uh we have a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show obviously as you can tell i want to start you mentioned it earlier we kind of just moved past it Uh, you're not excited for jags chiefs i i'm not of all the games this weekend that's the one i'm like i'm getting a sense i'm getting a sense that most of america is kind of about the Eagles, Giants, and the Jags and the Chiefs. See, I feel like two of the four most like we're gonna watch. If we love sports, we're gonna watch. Of but course, most of America's like, Meh, there's only two great games. Yeah, and look, I I do like that it's backloaded on Sunday too. I I, I enjoy that, but I I'm not there on on Philly and New York. And I think part of it is the reason you know my philosophy in sports. It's like if I haven't seen it, it's hard for me to believe it. And I know Philly's had an incredible season this year. And Jalen Hurts was an MVP before he got hurt. They did limp to the finish line, but that was primarily because of his injury. There is a certain aspect, though, of, like, is this going to work in the playoffs? And the Giants are hot. They just went into Minnesota and got a win, and it's a divisional game. Like, but I, Minnesota's not good. Are we sure we're doing the right thing see, with look, the Giants Minnesota's here? defense is horrible. Yes. Their offense is, I think, really good. And they put up good points and numbers all year, and they have the, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, but he's a fine quarterback. Like, But there's a certain buy-in that I'm just not quite totally sold on Philly, and I want to see him go. If you're a Super Bowl contender, you're taking on a team barely above 500 at home in the division around off a bye. You should dominate this football game. You're more than a touchdown favorite. This is a game that you should win and win going away. You beat them twice convincingly in the regular season. Where I don't like with Kansas City, they've been there so many times. They're a win away from going to what their fifth straight fifth AFC, straight championship, AFC championship game. They've been to two Super Bowls in that stretch. Like if if they don't have their heads stuck. Up- Second half last year, they go to a third Super Bowl. They had a big lead in that game that they let slip away. I know it's Kansas City. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. And so if you're going to tell me which upset is most likely this weekend, I wouldn't view Cincinnati over Buffalo as a huge upset. I don't view Dallas over San Francisco as a huge upset. There's two spreads that are north of a touchdown. Giants and Eagles would not actually surprise me. I'm not going to pick them to win, but it wouldn't surprise me. If you told me Jacksonville goes into Kansas City and wins that game tomorrow, that would shock me. Well, okay, so – I'm going to give you a couple uh, a couple notes here. Kansas City's winning percentage right now, five straight seasons of a 700 winning percentage or more. That's an active streak, by the way, started in 2018 yeah. going into this year. The, the, the NFL record is the Patriots. They did it from 2010 uh, to 2017. It got to eight. So they're three seasons behind the all-time record. And I have a feeling they're going to get there. But... They, they're, they're pissing excellence. <laughs> yes, they are. They are the Golden State Warriors of football. He's never had a season as a starting quarterback where he hasn't been to the AFC Championship game. Dirt, I, I'm just saying this blindly. I don't know how many years in his career he won't be in the NFC, at AFC Championship game. Like, he's just, he's just that good. He just is that good. Now, that being said... I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I do have to push back because I can't allow my instincts to fully take over here. I want to rewind the clock. Mm -hmm. Last week, 
I said, I don't know how many times, I will be shocked, stunned, surprised. I said those words when we talked about Miami and Buffalo. Mm -hmm. When we talked about some of those bigger spread games, I we, we said the same stuff. And Mike McDaniel and Skylar Thompson, you picked the Jags preseason to win the AFC South. I did. You said Doug Peterson's a good coach. Doug Peterson's got a quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. They, they just came back from 27 nothing. Yes, it's the vaunted Chiefs, the Chiefs who always get to at least the Final Four of this thing. Shouldn't we be cautioning ourselves of assuming that's not going to be a close game, given we just watched Skyler effing Thompson <laughs> on the road at Buffalo barely lose to Josh Allen and the Bills? That, the NFL can give you surprises, and maybe this ends up being one of them. I'm just not going to pick it. Could they cover the spread? Maybe. Nine and a half is a pretty big number. They could backdoor the hell out of that thing. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I'm not saying this is going to necessarily be a blowout. I just think it's a different task to go in there and win. And you look at the Buffalo-Miami game, how many things needed to go right for Miami to have a crack at that game? You needed a a weird deflection on an interception late in the first half to set you up in scoring position. You needed Knox to not catch that touchdown that ended up hitting the the ground. They reviewed it. They overturned it. You needed Josh Allen to fumble a ball right into your lap that you could scoop and score. Like, all of those things went in favor of Miami, and they still ended up losing the game. Now, they made it a lot closer than any of us thought because we all love the Bills minus 13.5. I think you have to ask yourself, though, is Jacksonville going to catch that many breaks? And on top of that, I do think a lingering storyline for me for Kansas City is the way things ended for them last year. I, I, I thought, and I said all this same stuff when they played Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. They're not going to lose that. Cincinnati's a fun story. They don't have an offensive line. You're not going into Kansas City and beating Patrick Mahomes. And what did they do? They did that. Now, the first half was a blowout. Kansas City was all over them. They got down to the goal line at the end of the half. They didn't score. And it, like, short-circuited something in Patrick Mahomes' brain that they couldn't do anything in the second half of that game. And that's that's been a lingering feeling, I would imagine, for them for a calendar year. They remember that they were probably three or four plays away from going to a Super Bowl last year. And if Kansas City's playing the Rams, I'm probably picking Kansas City to win that game. Crazy things have happened. The Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl. But that, to me, is another angle here where Kansas City has had a year to think about their meltdown in the AFC Championship game. They're coming off a bye. It's places to play in the entire NFL. And for Jacksonville, I think it's a tall task to say, that's great you came back against the Chargers. But this is a different animal, and it's just a different beast of a team that has been incredibly difficult to beat over the last five years. The Jags and the Giants are the first 100-to-1 odd teams from the preseason in terms of Super Bowl to make the divisional round (laughs) since 1987. It's your birthday today. What year were you born? 1989. Okay. So we haven't seen Jacksonville and New York do this in the NFL. Since before dirt was alive, <laughs> you weren't even a sperm. No, not even, I wasn't even swimming yet. And so, like, when you see that kind of history made, and by the way, the, the two teams that did it in 1987, can you guess this, Swag? This is kind of in your wheelhouse. The two long shot odds teams to make the divisional round. Can you give us your best in guess? In what year, sorry? 1987. 1987. To make the divisional round. With 100 to 1 preseason Preseason odds. odds. Who would have been god-awful? Who made it in 87? <laughs> I don't know. Colts and Oilers. The old Oilers. The Oilers. Oh, the Oilers. And both of them lost by 17-plus in the divisional round. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those yeah, bad yeah. teams preseason. They surprised everybody, and then when they got to a certain point of good teams, <laughs> they ran out of gas. They got destroyed. Yeah, and look, maybe that ends up happening with both Jacksonville and and the Giants this weekend. And maybe I'm maybe I'm selling Philly short. I, I just I guess I'm, I'm d- trying to talk myself into as many games as yeah. I can, and I'm I'm having a hard time doing it with Kansas City. And I I totally get it, man. It's it's Mahomes. I don't know if last year matters to what you said. Your point of they lost. They've had a year to stew on it. I mean, yeah, they have, but. Football is weird, man. Football just randomly you get you get a great game against two teams that one you thought was 
way outweighing the other. I mean, look at Jacksonville against the Chargers last week is a great example, and I was a Charger gambler, but how many of those turnovers were just weird, fluky plays? The first one was a ball batted at the line of scrimmage twice, I believe. Well, the first one was a batted ball. The second was a good play. The second one should have probably been defensive pass interference, though, that they didn't call. Asante Samuel was all over him. The third pick, or the one that Samuel had along the ground, was a crazy play. But then the one at the end of the half was a punt that bounced off a dude's helmet. Like, those are just weird, fluky plays. And they can happen in games. And if they happen against Kansas City, Jacksonville will have a chance. Well, if Jacksonville has those turnovers, they're going to get waxed. If Kansas City does it, obviously. that. But if you eliminate it, doesn't don't you give Jacksonville a little more of a chance to do it? Yeah, I mean, if they don't turn the football over five times in the first half, yeah. I, I mean, I, they, again, I think they can keep it close. I just think it's a different animal to ask a team to go into Kansas City and win in the playoffs. I guess my yeah, my point is to argue. I'm not trying to argue that Jacksonville will win. They could, but I'm not. I'm not counting on that. My point is to simply say we're dismissing one to two of these games this weekend, and we're assuming blowout. And it might happen. We could come in Monday and, hey, Kansas City won 37-13. to But we just did this a week ago and we were wrong. And so my point is to say maybe we're going to get better games than we think in the two games or the one game, depending on how you view this, than many are are willing to admit. I hope to be wrong about this game. And Kansas City lost the Colts this year. And their defense is a little shaky. Like, they have some of a... They have something in them where maybe they leave a door open for a team. Doesn't mean Jacksonville's going to win. It just simply means uh, maybe we get a better game is kind of my point. And we're just dismissing the Jags and the Giants, not you, but the proverbial we in the media because of the point spread. And you know what? We did that a week ago, and it it, it didn't pay off. In one of them, it didn't pay off. Yeah. But in San Francisco-Seattle, they ended up easily covering that spread and running away with it in the second but half. But at least so we had, had a both. half of a game yeah, where Seattle was winning. Like, holy crap, could they do this? I, I think, look, Trevor Lawrence is skyrocketing to the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. He got his first playoff win last weekend. I think he has a great head coach. I'm a believer in the Jags. I picked him to win the AFC South. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence will have to have a impeccable game in order to keep this thing close. Because when you look at the defensive metrics for Jacksonville on the year, their pass defense is horrible. It's one of the worst in the league. Kelsey should eat this team And I just, like, you're going to need to get consistent stops unless your offense shows up and scores at will. And the first time these two teams play it, I think Kansas City blitzed out to a 21 to nothing lead, and then Jacksonville finally woke up and their offense got going. But you're going to need your offense to just get off to a red-hot start and not let up the entire game. Because you're talking about the best quarterback in the league, the guy who's going to win another MVP, and I don't see you holding Kansas City below, what, 30 points probably? Hard to imagine. Hard to that, imagine yeah. that. So if you can have a shootout and maybe Kansas City's defense ends up vulnerable and Trevor Lawrence plays elite the entire game, it undoubtedly could happen. But you're going to need an offense that's nearly perfect to pull it off. Fifth straight AFC championship game uh, on the line for Kansas City. And as Sunday Night Football tweeted out yesterday, either the Jags or the Chiefs have played in every AFC championship game since the 2017 season. I mean, look at that run. These two teams. It's happening again this year. Way to twist the matchup <laughs> and use the one year that Jacksonville got to the AFC title game to lump in with the potential five that Kansas City's going to do it. Remember, they went all conservative. They should have beat New England in New England. They, they should have ten. They they won game. that game. God, we could have Jacksonville in a Super Bowl. I think that was the Philly Super Bowl. I think you're right. I think that was the year they lost to the Jacksonville Foles and the Eagles. Probably would have got waxed by that Philly team. Probably, yeah, probably. Because New England, I think, lost by 11. That's big, big D Nick, man. Uh, stay in the divisional round. Something to look forward to in this Niner Cowboy matchup. Get to that next on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to spray the line coming up at 830 today. We get our uh, picks for the divisional round, what we're thinking. So get those Spraguing line sponsors in at the Fantex line, 503-250-1080. Uh, move to another game. We talked a little bit about the Jags and the Chiefs there, as the Jags and the Giants are historically big long shots coming into this weekend. This has not been done since 1987, what both these teams have done. And so we'll see if we get good games out of that. We'll talk a little bit about the Giants and Eagles. We haven't dove much into that one either. I'm really excited for that game. I kind of, I weirdly am too. I think Dayball can keep it close, but... I, I think Philly has a chance come Monday where we're, hey, man, they took care of business, and boy, did they blow them out. I mean, the, the thing that I love most about playoff football is the storylines that it creates coming out of the game. Oh, absolutely. And for San Francisco-Dallas, it's obvious, right? Dak Prescott a chance to get to an NFC Championship game. The Cowboys being back on the big stage again hasn't happened in 30 years nearly. And for the 49ers, I mean, you're dealing with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Yeah. And Brock Purdy leading them to an NFC Championship game would be mind-blowing. And I think the same kind of you know, ramifications exist in Philly, New York. If they lose that game, people are going to look at Jalen Hurts and wonder, is he the dude? Swag, are we getting a team choice from you today? Because I had some people text me and was like, hey, is he going to uh, really abandon no. his fandom if his team gets to the NFC Championship game? No, two different things. I, I said, okay, I, I, whatever happens, happens. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not picking a. That was some arbitrary thing you put in place. I never said that. <laughs> He's not ready to commit. He's not when ready for his commitment. Team? He's waiting to see how By the playoffs next play <laughs> By next season, we have to wait like five months for this. He's got to evaluate the off season. He's got to look at draft like said, boards. I'm also thinking about employing the Annie Savoy method here. What's that? Annie Savoy from uh, Bull Durham. Where God. she uh, she hooks up with uh, one Multiple team per men. year. Yeah. She takes her her own spring oh, training. Oh, the new young thing. Maybe I just pick training. a team team every year. I'm going to ride this team for this season. Now let me ask you this: Cowboys end up in the Super Bowl. You're not rooting for him? Oh, he he. I think you just kind of instinctually do. Yeah, wouldn't you? Uh, depends on who they're playing. Yeah, you're definitely not a fan. <laughs> you're dead inside. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not as diehard a Niner fan. But like this week and when this game comes on, it's probably going to just. Ooze out oh, it of kicks in once the game kicks off. Especially against that team. Yeah. When these two teams play, oh, man, I don't know how you don't do it. Our boss years ago, uh, years ago, when we started doing this, used to talk about paying off a tease in the radio biz. He set it up, give a great tease, and then come back, pay it off. You got to pay it off. You do not pay it off. <laughs> you are pushing a tease for five months. That's not a good payoff. I was a fan of theirs for 40 <laughs> years. You want me in four days yes. to have a new allegiance yes move on no move on. that's new a generational love. thing what do you mean <laughs> damn millennials people, like, people lose their dogs they get a new dog within like two weeks i, I see it put all my time. dog down a year and a half ago do i have a new dog no i have a new dog i didn't want a new dog but i have a new dog <laughs> you love that new dog i mean yeah he's also kind of an a-hole <laughs> i mean they all are to a certain extent yeah, he bites children sometimes oh, okay that's a bit of an issue well, nips yeah. i should say nips yeah. you say bite you let's think of the nip. worst yeah let's yeah. say nip that's a better word he a nip at a, a kid if they're messing with him too much i mean does the kid deserve it no all right does any kid deserve to be i mean nipped? sometimes kids need to learn you can't roughhouse a dog yeah you gotta learn that lesson the hard way you're gonna say get there's been roughhouse you're gonna you're gonna get nipped um kyle shanahan mike mccarthy 
You know, we laugh on paper and we say, man, what an advantage. What if Mike McCarthy wins a second Super Bowl? I would say, man, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are incredible. Yeah. It's no credit he's to not Mike gonna, McCarthy. He's not I mean, going to get credit. I yes, give credit is. for hiring those guys. Dude, those are good hires. We have to listen to that <laughs> stuff before we start our show every morning. You don't think if they win, they're going to be like, coming up next on Mike McCarthy. Is he suddenly a top 10 coach of all time? <laughs> you don't think those shows are going to be doing that? I mean, of course that? they will. Those shows are Come also on. stupid and they're hot takey and it's dumb and there's no nuance to any no, sort of debate. I, if they I, win a Super Bowl. If they win a Super Bowl, I think Dak will, I, I think it'll be more around Dak. Yeah. Um, and the coordinators no will both get head coaching jobs. Dak will get a lot of love. Mike McCarthy's going to get a ton of love. Ton of love. From people that don't matter. I mean, I would I actually argue against it's the people that set the narratives. You talk about having narratives. It's the people who nationally set sports narratives all the time. This is I why I swim in the, to them, This but. is why I swim in the other direction of the current, baby. You I'm swim in, in the no hot take. I'm in, the... I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in my own river. I don't know what those people are saying. I don't care what they're saying. It's all stupid. They're all WWE wrestlers that are trying to be entertainers. None of their takes should be taken seriously, no. and I, I won't. I, giving Mike McCarthy, look, to a certain extent, yeah, you're a head coach in the NFL. You win a Super Bowl. Like, you deserve a, a certain amount of credit for that. But the primary reasons if Dallas is to go on a run would be, one, Dak Prescott plays out of his mind again because they're going to need that to beat San Francisco this weekend. And, and two, if, the defense is lights out. And the defense is going to have to carry it to a certain extent too and and i do believe that the 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 majority of the attention will go to the coordinators because if they win the super bowl they will both undoubtedly in my mind get head coaching jobs kellen moore is already interviewing all over the place dan quinn's already been a head coach he's a respected defensive mind and like, i think he's got some interviews lined up he's too. got him like those guys are gone and so it'll turn into a well can now you replace kellen moore and dan quinn who are you could argue maybe the best tandem of coordinators in the entire nfl and they have been for the better part of two years um, well, but that's, yeah, you say that, and then, like, now they take on D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan this weekend. It's a big challenge. I, I, on paper, everybody's agreeing the better coach is in the red and gold, right? I mean, just taking bias There's out of it. There's nobody dis- that disagrees with that. Not even a Cowboy fan. I don't if you think told cow- them, yeah. who would you rather have as your head coach? There's yeah. not a single person on the planet that would say that Mike McCarthy, I would rather have Mike McCarthy as my head coach. Well, you remember this game last year, the wild card weekend in Dallas, and famously ends with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys running a play, mm-hmm. not getting out of bounds, no timeouts, and the clock expires as they try to, to spike it. They called a quarterback draw to get closer when they were down by more than a field goal. They needed a yes. touch. It was 26-17. Or, no, it was closer than that. It was 23-16, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. They were down by a touchdown. They needed a touchdown. And instead of just taking two shots at the end zone and throwing Hail Marys, they called a quarterback sneak to get to like the 25-yard line right. and then ran out of time and couldn't spike it. And I'm curious. How much are we overreacting to what Dallas did against a, a bad Tampa team versus we legitimately think they're going to beat San Francisco this weekend? Because yeah. I've said this before. I hate that team. I hope it doesn't happen. But I really just taking that hat off, I, I think Dallas can do it. That pass rush was pretty damn effective against Tampa. Mm-hmm. I, you mentioned something about Brock Purdy, and I think they may have mentioned it on the telecast. He steps up. They told him, stop stepping back. Step up. Yeah. He did it one time. Every other play, he steps back, and he does the turnaround thing where if he gets sacked, he's losing like 15 yards. Yeah. I can see in my mind him doing that, where Micah Parsons is chasing him. He does the frantic runaround. Boom, 12-yard loss. Third and 22. Like, if Dallas can do that, they can absolutely win this game. I think the key for Dallas is going to be first down. If San Francisco runs a lot, can they hold them to two or three yards and not give up five or six? You have to put the game in the hands of Brock Purdy for Dallas. Like That's the only chance you have at winning this game. If yes. you allow the 49ers to run the football like we've seen them do historically in big playoff games, you stand zero chance of winning this game. The 49ers, and I love bringing this up, they won an NFC championship game in the modern era of the NFL with a quarterback attempting eight passes. Yeah. And I think they want to do that again this year. They would love to do that this year if they could. I think last week was about, hey, it's Brock Purdy's first start. We're probably going to win. Let's try and get some of the nerves out. Let's throw it early in the game. They won't expect it. We'll catch them off guard. We'll see if they come out with that same game plan early on. But if you want any chance, if you're Dallas, you have to. You're not going to shut down the run game. But Seattle, I thought, did a pretty decent job outside of those huge chunk runs at the 49ers side of the first half. They did a pretty good job of bottling it up. And Brock Purdy eventually started making plays, and the offense got going. For everything that we can say about, well, Dallas beat a bad 
Tampa Bay team. You'd say this, like Seattle's not great. Seattle's not a very good team. They haven't been all year. Tampa beat Seattle in Germany. <laughs> they did. And so the 49ers also beat a really bad team. They just have more of a track record. But they're more bad. I, I think we can agree, though, like one is clearly on paper, statistically, you'd say one is better than the other, right? In terms of the 49ers and the Cowboys? Yeah, just as teams. Yeah, oh, the 49ers are the better team. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing that hangs over the 49ers' entire playoff run, and it has now for the last two months, and this, there's a lot of folks that are in your camp that are just looking at it saying, I don't know if I could see Mr. Irrelevant going on this kind of run. There's, there's just, I think there's a certain aspect of fans that are having a hard time buying. We've never seen a rookie quarterback win a Super Bowl. Have we ever seen a rookie quarterback go to a Super Bowl? Uh, Marino did it, I think, in year two. He did it in year two. Roethlisberger, I think, was year two. It wasn't his rookie year. Have we ever seen a rookie quarterback go to a Super Bowl? Not Hardly any rookie so. quarterbacks ever even win playoff games, let alone go on an actual yeah. run. So I think that's the that's the thing I think that a lot of folks look at this game and say, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won because the 49ers have a rookie quarterback. But we've also been doing that to Brock Purdy every week since he filled in. It was, well, his first starts against Tampa and Tom Brady. He's not going to be able to handle this. No they rookie quarterbacks ever reached the Super Bowl. Ever reached Bowl. the Super Bowl. He can't, he can't be Tampa. Well, now it's his first road game. Is he going to be able to handle his first road game? And he did. And Well, it's his first playoff game. He's going to be all right. Well, he got off to a rough start, and the numbers ended up being great. Like, we've done it to him every week. At some point, maybe the rug gets pulled out from underneath him, but he's playing at an elite level. But I think that is why a lot of folks still look at this and say, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won. If the 49ers had a more established quarterback, I think it's a fairly lopsided game. But the rookie quarterback aspect of of it makes it very intriguing. Reason I bring up coaching, I want to play this clip. This is Richard Sherman on Kevin Clark's Slow News Day podcast. He was asked about Kyle Shanahan and just how detailed and nuanced he can get to the point where he can make a defense reconsider everything they're doing. Take a listen to this from Richard Sherman. Shanahan broke our rules one time in a game. And so anytime you had one receiver displaced, so a, disp- a displaced receiver means he's He's not connected to the line of scrimmage. So he's out wide, you know, or in the slot. And a tight end can be that way too. He can be standing up off the line. But when you have, when they're in three-point stands, connected to the line of scrimmage, they're connected. So that's not displaced. And so he had Dan Quinn there. So so Dan Quinn, you know, ran our ran our scheme and ran our scheme. And so I, I'm sure they ran it throughout training camp and he figured out the holes in the scheme. And so he brought, he brought in um, two tight ends to the single receiver side. So there's a receiver each side and two right, two tight ends to the left. And they're both connected to the line of scrimmage. He just ran a simple, like one step slant by the receiver. And when you have a one receiver, it's man to man. It's pretty much man to man. Hey, I got that guy locked up, but it's covered three. But if that guy stays in there and, and he runs a slant, I got the slant. And so he ran him on a one step slant. He ran the tight ends on seams. Touchdown. Uncontested. Like, and it was just, it broke the defense. <laughs> it literally yeah. was against every rule that we had. So we had to change the rules of the defense in order to, to combat that situation. But nobody had ever done it. So sometimes you run into situations where you're like, man, these guys suck. Like, these guys made a mistake. It's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, they beat the scheme. Like, the scheme can be beat. Wow, you had to come up with the Shanahan rules, like the Jordan rules. Right, right. We definitely had to. <clears throat> I mean, because once somebody does it, everybody does it. The dude broke a Seattle defense by studying it and running his own offense against it in camp. And I think that's that's what I want to see this weekend. Brock Purdy, it may boil down to him throwing a costly interception, taking a bad sack. Dallas should be able to throw the football in that secondary. We've seen that already. Jared Stidham did it for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. But it might also just boil down to Kyle Shanahan knows football. And I, I've thought this for a couple years now, but he don't got the one thing that everybody has to have to say, oh, He's the best. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. I think he's the best coach in football. And when you hear stories like that, a legendary defense in Seattle being broken by that kind of coach, I I, I think that's the tough part for Dallas this weekend. It's not so much Brock Purdy because he's putting Brock Purdy in really easy situations if you look at some of the metrics. It's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. And can they get past what Kyle Shanahan's going to have ready for that defense? Uh, We'll have a little more on this. We'll get to the Bills and the Bengals game. Talk a little bit about the Giants and the Eagles. And uh, we'll spray the line. A lot more to get to. Dirt and Sprague back with more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back in. I'm going to go through a couple of housekeeping notes here on the fan text line. You can always reach us at 503-250-1080. Somebody asking, didn't Big Ben do it as a rookie quarterback? So he did not. So I I went and because I came close. He came very close. So in 2004, that was his rookie season. His QB record, actually, I totally kind of blanked on this. The Steelers that year were 15-1. and They were really good, yeah. And he was 13-0 and as a starter. That's what it was. He was undefeated. 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. Like didn't have a lot. But he was undefeated as a starter. They lost in the AFC Championship game that year to the New England Patriots. Who won their second in a row. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, that was did. the Donovan McNabb-Terrell Owens Super Bowl. Yeah. The next year, uh, he went 9-3 and three as a starter, 17 touchdowns, 9 picks. That was the year that they beat the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. And probably got one of the luckiest plays of all time to even get in that position. Remember, yes, he, he they did. had a fumble, and he tripped up the Colts' DB. A la Cincinnati-Baltimore from last week, yeah. essentially. Would have been a 100-yard return, kind of. Yep, and the game would have been over, and they would have lost to the Colts, but they didn't. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, weird things can happen. Brock Purdy could very well be the first. He's already made NFL history as a rookie quarterback in some ways. Very rare to even make it to the conference championship as a rookie. And I think he's got the coach and the personnel around him to do it. I just, I'm trying to be honest here. And if he was playing on any other team, I'd feel the same way. There's just an element of a, the last pick in the draft. It's hard to believe. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Quarterback is going to beat all of these teams go in the playoffs and just throw two, three picks or three, two, uh, two, three tutties and no picks, and they're just going to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Like I think this is all because he spurned Oregon State back in the day. I think you've held, I think you've held a grudge against Brock Purdy since like 2017 or whatever year it was. I did actually follow most of his career because he was indeed headed to Corvallis, and he, he last minute ditched out and chose to go Iowa State. Ended up having a good run at Iowa State. Yeah, they won a great a, they, they uh, beat Oregon in a Fiesta yep. Bowl in the COVID year. Oh, that's um, right with Brees Hall. Brees Hall, that's yeah. Right. But that. last year was the weird one because they again they brought so many people back and they ended up just bland total egg and it was kind of a weird they built all that momentum it's like hey could iowa state make the playoff last year and i think they lost their first game of the season are we talking about iowa state football now is we are (laughs) a niner fan texted in with a similar feeling of you saying i'm a niner fan i hope i'm wrong i'm bracing myself for some brutal brock purdy moments yeah he got away with a lot of bad throws last week and if he escapes the pocket behind the tackle one more time i know i'm gonna lose you gotta step up in the pocket brock you know that's what they're screaming one random anecdote of this because, you know, the Colts are doing their whole coaching search, and they just interviewed Jeff Saturday. That that was wrapped up. That might still actually happen. No, Jeff Saturday could be their head him. coach. Come on. But talking about TV people who have done it the right way, and I've read a couple articles this week on him. He's kind of an underrated figure now. Do you know who the 49ers quarterback coach is? Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy left the Monday Night Football. He didn't really well, he was going to get. They hired Buck and Aikman. But <laughs> yeah. he, he left ESPN as an analyst to go be the – he was like, I want to get back into coaching. Mm-hmm. A la Jeff Saturday, this is how you do it. You start as a positional coach and you you know work your way up the ladder. You know, Just get handed a head coaching job. But get a little, give a lot of credit to him. I guess my question is, because I've been a believer in Brock since he stepped in, primarily because of who his head coach is and who the talent is around him, and primarily because the 49ers damn near won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. And I don't 
don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. Is there a moment in this game or is there an amount of wins that t- that take that fear away? Or if the 49ers keep going on a run and he plays well, will it exist all the way through the Super Bowl? Like, if he plays really well this weekend, yeah. they win the game 35-24, he throws for 330 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. There's not a lot of those, like, <gasps> like rookie throws like he had last week against Seattle. Does that still exist in the NFC title game? Or is there a point in which you become a believer? Well, I, I, I tend to believe the AFC is winning the Super Bowl. Okay. So even if he got to that point, I still wouldn't believe it. Oh, okay. Uh, and then also next weekend, I mean, look, the, maybe the Giants will be the big knockoff upset of the weekend, and we'll talk about that. But I kind of tend to believe Philly's going to win that game, whether by a field goal at the buzzer or blowing them out. Can, is he going to go on the roads into Philly? And I know I've heard this before. Like he, he I think it was Chris Fal, uh, Felica, who now works at Fox Sports, and he's one of my favorite gambling guys. And he tweeted something to the effect of, first it was. Uh, well, he's got to do it this. And then it was, he's got to do this. And he keep he's just naming everything he had done. Can he beat Brady? Can right. he win a game on the then road? Can, can he, he win, win on the road? Yeah. And, I mean, but, like, that's real. That's not just like, oh, I don't like this guy, so I'm just going to find every way to not give him credit. I give him a ton of credit for what he's done. That second half was awesome. That listener's point's valid. It's my concern. I, I text. I probably. I think I text Nemec during that game. Was like, I don't think they're doing it. You. T- I mean, you texted us I in text the first you. quarter of the game. Like, he looks. He looks bad. He, he looks look great. Shaky. Yeah. He looked nervous. And I know his stats kind of prove otherwise through the whole game. But like, a lot of yak. You do that, and you're not gonna win. And so, like, we talk about what his stat lines will be. I don't know if Kyle can run the ball 35 times and rush for 200 yards and win. He would much prefer that. Look what he did with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what Kyle's going to be aiming to do here. But no, it, it's not going to go away from me. Kansas City, Buffalo, I picked Cincinnati as the playoffs started. Like, I think all three of those teams can beat the 49ers. The Niners' defense is good. I'm I'm not one of these, like, I put it on a historic level type feels. This is not the Jim Harbaugh year 49ers that lost to the Ravens or, you know, narrowly lost to the Seahawks. This secondary is not great, mm-hmm. and I think Dallas and Dak can throw the football on them. Seattle did, and so if they can do it, what can Philly do? What can Cincinnati do? What can Buffalo do? What could Kansas City do? So I, that, yeah, to answer your question, he can have a great game this weekend. I'm not going to change my stance on this, and if he wins, I was wrong. Kyle Shanahan and the Niners are an awesome team. <laughs> Congratulations to Brock Purdy, Super Bowl champion. But until that point, no, I, I probably won't change. I think you just hate the Niners secondary because I got a duck in their secondary. Such a hater. You always just hate over there. Lenore's okay. I don't hate Lenore. <laughs> hey, I had a big pick last week. Huh? Come Traverius uh, Ward was more problematic than... Which one of the Wards had a really rough game? Or did both of them have a really rough game? It wasn't Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy. It did, was, didn't uh, Jimmy have the penalty, though? Or was that the was that Tredavious? Tredavious? Traveris? Traveris? Tra- God, you've screwed me up on this. <laughs> I just said it. You did, too. Traverius Ward. Yeah. He's the one that had the really bad day. He got roasted he by He got DK. roasted and yeah. had the penalty? Because yeah. they have two wards. I get confused in the secondary. And they're both single-digit numbers, right? Isn't it one might like, have been Jimmy's one and, Jim, and the, the other, other one's one seven. seven. Yeah. Kind of throws you off a little bit. Uh, quick text here on Brock Purdy, too. One of our P1s said, Purdy also started 50 games at a Power 5 school that runs a semi-pro offense. Yeah. He's more prepared than most rookies in this situation. Name another rookie who stepped into a better situation than this. If the 49ers were a play away from the NFC champion, with Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe this is the real deal with Brock Purdy, regardless of his draft status. And I, I think that's a hundred percent accurate. That's my, I, that's my thought process. Is like I, Jimmy Garoppolo to yeah. me has never been good. I don't think he's good. I think he's a fine quarterback. He's good. He's not great. If you put Jimmy Garoppolo on any run of the mill crappy franchise, he's your run of the mill crappy quarterback. Hey, but we, he was two and one in New England. You <laughs> we, calm it down. Yeah, yeah, that run of the mill crappy franchise, right? With the greatest coach of all time. We prop him up because he wins, and he wins because of the system around him and the talent and the coaching staff and all that. That that to me is the funny part, is that there are some that are quick to you know, you know, put uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on a pedestal that he doesn't belong on. That are also trying. And I'm like, you're not doing this. But I think there's a lot of people that prop Jimmy G up as a winner, and then it's Brock Purdy. It's like, well, Brock can't do it. Yeah. It's like, well, why not? Jimmy Garoppolo won an NFC Championship game throwing eight passes. Um, I, he won an, a divisional game against the Vikings attempting 13 passes. There's there's been some really good years where backups have won. Nick Foles with the Eagles, yeah. Hostetler with the Giants. Like they, we've had seasons where backups have won. 
if if the Niners did this, and they still have the Cowboys to deal with, but if they did this, this would be the greatest Super Bowl victory of all time. With a third-string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, first rookie quarterback to ever do it. And that's the counter to, to the listener. Valid points on the pro-style and pro-ready. He was also the last pick of the draft. Last pick of the draft. I do not want to overlook the aspect of... Hey, you know who else was a late-round pick? Who? Tom Brady. Oh, the GOAT. Yeah. Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady. So they have new Tom Brady. Huh? Tom Brady. They, may, they might. They might have new Tom Brady. I can't wait for them to win with Brock and go, we're still going to go after Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know what? Let's bring Jimmy back for another year. Let's do this again. Uh, let's get to the other game in the NFC. I want to dive into that. Uh, we also have to talk about Buffalo and uh, Cincinnati. We got to the Kansas City game earlier in the show. We also have a story of an owner taking a really big dump. And I need to get to that because it's too good to pass up. We got a lot to do to get to. Keep your fake sponsors rolling in 503 250 1080. in the line at 8:30. Let's dive into the Eagles and the Giants. How are we feeling about that game? Is it the bloodbath people expect? Can the Giants pull off a shocker? Talk about it next on the fan. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. I'm going to get to an owner taking a dump. That's a great story. <laughs> of, of all the people in the world, when I saw this story, I thought, nah, Dirt's going to talk about this. Oh, I'm definitely talking about yeah. that. And how dare, you know what, no, we'll save it. What? We'll, save it. we'll get to it. Hey, can I spray the line on my first coached b- a girls basketball game on Saturday? What's the line? What's your team name? The We don't. We actually have to vote on a team name tonight at practice. Okay, what are the options? Uh, well, it's going to be candidates? whatever the girls submit, and I will choose. Okay. The fight and Sprague's, I'm going to say, are... Dogs, we're uh, five and a half point underdogs. Five and a half point dogs. How many games get scored in a? Now, what grade are we talking here? Fifth grade girls. Okay. How many points get scored in a fifth grade girls basketball game? I, you lucky to get to twenty five to twenty eight total like, or per yeah. team? No total. Okay. Five, oh no no for for per team per team. Okay. Sometimes you get like sixteen. 20. Five and a half could be tough to cover. Then that's a low scoring game. That's a pretty big spread. If you watched our layup lines, <laughs> I don't know if you'd gamble on the overs. <laughs> And I don't. I went into this thing kind of forced to coach because my daughter's team needed one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like that's what most parents end up coaching. They're like, we don't have anybody to coach, and eventually you're just like, all right, I'll do it. I just don't want to be yelled at by parents. And I'm like, is fifth grade when parents start getting angry about competition? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But happening. then I met the parents, and I don't think there's a lot of expectations with our team to be like, because there's no playoff, there's no title, there. It's just. A Clackamas Rec Youth Sports League. It's here's eight games. Right there, you go. Thank you. By the time I was in third grade, I had a basketball coach screaming at me. Really, I did. Yeah, I was on like a traveling team. That's why I stopped playing basketball because it wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't very good in the first place. I was to say you're also not very tall and you're <laughs> yeah, white. So. It's not good. The coach's son was a point guard. I wasn't seeing the floor. That's the oh, only position I could play. Wow. It was a lot of running, a lot of yelling, and I'm like, what am I doing this for? This is stupid. You sound like Portland Skip Bayless. Uh, yeah, yeah. One point <laughs> per game on JV. That's that was me. You know. <laughs> I was a prolific high school quarterback, though. Okay. <laughs> Check tape. I got the tape. That's true. Last time they went to uh well, I don't know anymore. No, no, they, they suck now. I know that. Um, let's get to the Giants and the Eagles before we talk about a coach, or excuse me, an owner taking a dump. I, I, I cannot wait for this game. I hope that my excitement is not misplaced and that we don't end up getting a bloodbath. But th- there is a certain aspect, and I think last week was an example of this again where you have Baltimore and Cincinnati. A lot of people going into that game said, well, Lamar's not playing. Cincinnati just beat him by double digits. It's in Cincinnati. Like This is going to be a one-sided game. The spread closed at, what, eight and a half, I want to say, in that game? It's a pretty pretty one-sided spread. And without a 98-yard scoop and score touchdown, Baltimore wins that game. You had San Francisco and Seattle, a game that we all thought was going to be a bloodbath. We had seen it twice. It was a bloodbath. The Seahawks led at halftime. Now, eventually the 49ers uh, pulled away, but... 
there's an aspect of divisional games potentially Miami Buffalo another example divisional games being tighter than we usually expect a third time around because these teams know each other so well and I I have that vibe with the Giants and Eagles and the other aspect is what does Jalen Hurts look like? I mean, he he is not healthy at the end of the year. Week 18 was not pretty. He came back and played. They got the number one seed. Remember, they made the playoffs last year and played Tampa Bay on the road, and they got smoked in that game. They couldn't get a first down. He's a rookie. He was a, he was a young kid, undoubtedly. Uh, Second-year quarterback, not a rookie, but rookie in the playoffs. Oh, touche. But now you're... This is where I think you're expected if you are the the MVP-type quarterback that you have been discussing that conversation all year. This is when you got to go out and play well. This is what the way quarterbacks are judged, whether it's fair or not. And a lot of eyeballs are going to be on Jalen Hurts this weekend. Yeah, and I think we talked about this uh, maybe, maybe it was last week or the going into the playoffs. Um, but we had talked about pressure for quarterbacks, and, and I had said it. I think it's not Josh Allen, despite what the, the expectations are in Buffalo. Would have been if they lost last weekend, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Turn up the heat a little bit. There have been a lot of conversations <laughs> happening. Miami actually won yeah, that game. What's going on there? I, Trevor Lawrence is playing with house money. Yep. Like People kind of expect him to go blown out if he plays well. We're going to be like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Brock Purdy, house money, though the team has expectations. Daniel Jones, I think, also. like Who the house hell saw money. them here? Like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and, and we know Dak and the Cowboys always kind of have pressure on them. I, I really wonder if it's Jalen Hurts this weekend. Like is Jalen Hurts the one that if if he doesn't play all that well and I think he is they narrowly escape or they outright lose to an underdog of seven and a half points, like what's that narrative going to be in Philadelphia? Because there's been a lot of defending of Hurts. There's been a lot of like Hurts is this, Hurts is that. He was in an MVP conversation for most of the season. Started what did they start out thirteen and zero? Twelve and zero? Not quite. No, not quite that. Was it eleven? I don't think it was 11 and 0, was it? I thought they I lost. I thought they one went earlier. to double digits and undefeated. Let but... me count them up. 1 2 3 4. F- oh, hold on. 1 2 3 <laughs> 4 5 6 7 8. 8 no. 8 no. They finally lost to the Commanders. I think it was a, at home on a Thursday night or something. That's that was, right. That was uh, their first loss. But you start 8 no and you have that kind of season, mm-hmm. people are concluding you're a franchise guy. Oh, I mean, you lose your first playoff game at home to the Giants with a week off. And by the way, the injury thing, that ain't flying. If you're playing People don't want to hear about it. No. If you weren't healthy enough to play, don't play. Um, so he's not really going to get any kind of pass. I, I kind of wonder in that city, that market, that climate, if Jalen Hurts might be going in with the most pressure of any other quarterback this weekend. Yeah, I think only the Dak Prescott one is probably the only other one that's close just because it's the Cowboys and it's Dak Prescott. You're, I think you might be right, but McCarthy is going to get most of the blame, and Dak already has the contract. So his yeah, pressure, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah he ain't going anywhere. This that's is true. like that's true. make or break your contract future for Jalen Hurts territory. There's a vibe, too, where you know the, 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 I, I think the players are somewhat similar, um, and, and I think they're both like you know can win in the modern NFL for how long the longevity like that to me is the question. But remember, there's a similar vibe to me with Philly and what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson. So he takes over in his rookie season. They ended up going on that run at the end of the year. They made the playoffs. Then they lost to the Chargers in the wild card round. The next year, in his first year as a full starter, they went 15-1. and He won the MVP. They had the home field advantage in the AFC. It runs through Baltimore. And what happened after the division? Then when they got to the divisional round, after their they bye, to the Titans. the Titans came in yeah. there. They bottled up the run game. Lamar threw a couple of picks, and he couldn't lean on everybody else. And Derrick Henry ran all over him. And there's, I just have that kind of vibe with Philly. Maybe I ended up being totally wrong on this game. I think we're in for a good one between the Giants and the Eagles. That's the game on Saturday night. It is a 7.5-point spread, and we'll see if anybody's going to spread the line on this one. I I know I will. We'll see if anybody uh, anybody else wants to join me. I want to get to the uh, other uh, AFC game this weekend, Cincinnati-Buffalo. We haven't talked much about that one today. Uh, we'll spring the line coming up at 830. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. Another depressing night for the Blazers. A new rule for Oregon State football games. i got a lot to try and cram in. I want to start, though, with an owner taking a dump. And would you be offended by this? We'll start there next on the... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 